This is the Rheumatology Republic reporting from ULR in Madrid. My name's Felicity Nelson and I've caught up with Australian Rheumatologist and Infectious Disease Fellow at Monash University, Dr. I. Lee Yeo. Hi, Dr. Yeo. Hi, nice to meet you. So you've received an abstract award at ULR for your research on ANA testing. Well done. Um, it's really good to see Australian research getting recognised on the world stage. Um, why do you think your research stands out? I think my research stands out because I have addressed a question that a lot of rheumatologists are asking each other and in fact even non-rheumatologists are wondering is why do we repeat ANAs and is there any point in repeating ANAs? So I think that's why it's come to the attention of a lot of people here at EULA this year. You had a massive data set um, to draw on and it seemed like the research was quite logical in the way that you approached it. Do you want to just share with us what your methods were and, and what the research found? Sure. So we were able to extract all ANA tests performed within Monash Health over a seven-year period, and that totaled 38,000. Um, obviously, we couldn't actually manually sift through each ANA test to see what the outcome was. So we really thought what the question that we we really thought about the question that we wanted to ask and answer, and it was really, if I'm repeating a test because I'm concerned of a rheumatological condition, I want to know if that test has changed. Is that, does that mean anything? Is that going to eventuate into a new clinical diagnosis or is it just something that changes slightly and we ignore it anyway? So that's really why we subsequently concentrated on the group of patients that went from a negative ANA result to a positive ANA result. And we wanted to see if that change in that test result eventuated into a new diagnosis. And we really found only five new diagnoses in seven years across close to 5,000 repeat um, it's over 7,000 tests in 5,000 patients. Sure, so that's quite low. Um, is that what rheumatologists would have expected? I think it's really what we talk about in tea rooms and over coffee, but we really didn't have the evidence to back it up. And you know, if you see a patient in clinic and there's non-specific symptoms, then you would still decide to repeat an ANA. Um, but I think this is really reassuring because it it really emphasises and backs up what we think in clinical practice. There's no point in repeating an ANA if it's already been repeated. And so what was the rate of re repetition of tests in um, your study? So in the seven years, 21.4% of tests were repeat tests. Um, and that was in close to 5,000 patients and close to 29,000 patients had ANA tests performed in our network. So why? Why were so many tests repeated? So unfortunately, my study didn't look into that because we don't have an electronic medical record just yet. We're planning on implementing that later this year. So it was not easy to find why people order tests. So that's why we didn't look at the initial test ordering to see if that was inappropriate. We wanted to see if we can work out, well, can we just say that there's no point in repeating a test once it's been repeated, regardless of the indication. And I think even though there are still five diagnoses, that's five diagnoses from 511 tests that changed from 5,000 people that got repeat tests, the number is still very small. So you're a rheumatologist, why would you ever order a repeat test? Is there any instance where it might be considered appropriate? So I, I, I think having done this research, the, the, the times that I would repeat an ANA test would be when there's new clinical features that would be suggestive of a connective tissue disease or if the clinical features or the scenario showed persisting signs and symptoms that were very highly suggestive of a connective tissue disease. So therefore the positive the the likelihood ratio is a lot higher or at least your sorry your pre-test probability is a lot higher if you're repeating a test. And that's when I would do it. 
that the five patients that had a new diagnosis, actually, if you go back and you look at their histories, a lot of the time, because they had other clinical features, the diagnosis of the room, rheumatological condition wasn't solely based on the ANA. And I think that's really important to, to emphasise and take into account. It's really our clinical decision-making skills that made the biggest difference. The thing I was going to say next is that ANA testing um, seems to be quite a good, good test, but it's not always uh, the thing that you need to rely on to make the diagnosis. So what do rheumatologists need to be careful of when they're um, thinking about ANA testing? So I think ANA testing is more of a screening test and I think it's a good way to alert rheumatologists to patients that other specialties and primary practitioners are concerned about um, and and that was reflected in the study so the majority of repeat tests weren't ordered by rheumatologists they were ordered by non-rheumatological specialties only 11% of the time were rheumatologists ordering tests so there's still a little bit of education there and I think I think what my study gives is a bit of reassurance that we don't need to repeat it for these rheumatologists who are and really what I think for non-rheumatologists who want to order more tests, if they're at that point where they think they want to repeat an ANA test, I think that should be a notification that instead of repeating an ANA, it really should be a reassessment by a rheumatologist to see if anything has changed. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us at Rheumatology Republic and um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your time in Madrid. Thank you. My pleasure.